1: Fertility is a growing issue, just as with so many other pathologies. When there are systemic issues within us, they can manifest in so many ways. Fertility is one. And a quick note, if pregnancy is not a current area of interest for you, I'd ask you to please consider passing this episode on to anyone you know who's trying to get or stay pregnant or who might be in the future. They need to hear this. This is my Functional Friday episode where we focus on our health and wellness so we have the physical and mental capacity to help ourselves and others. I'm with my co-host, Randy James, medical doctor and functional medicine expert, and we begin the show talking about infertility. But getting pregnant is, of course, just step one. Then just as important, of course, is staying pregnant and avoiding miscarriage and premature birth. Nearly 20% of couples are not able to conceive and another 10 to 20% miscarry. Then about 10% have premature births. I mean, folks, that's nearly 50% of all couples who will experience significant difficulty ending up with a full-term healthy baby. This show is paramount regarding pregnancy. As you'll hear, we stumble into an issue that astounds me regarding what causes our bodies to say no to getting and staying pregnant. This is news you will seldom hear regarding the subject. Friends, if you find value from this self-helpful podcast, I'd ask you to leave a review, tell people what to expect. And best thing, just especially with this one, pass on the information or just talk about it, discuss it. It'll help it implant it into your mind and help lift someone else. You can always find and connect with me at my website or social media at kevinmeller.co. Next up, Dr. Randy James and I discuss Fertility.
0: hit on infertility and i thought it's such a big deal as you looked it's what 15 20 ish yeah worse in america i think than than you know most other places of people who can't get pregnant that's a lot of people who are trying to conceive and can't so i wanted to get a resource for that that said it's so sometimes it feels like we're beating a dead horse but that is the point of this of saying well you know it's just an issue of unhealth so if you've got a ship That's sitting in the harbor and the bottom is rusted and cracking and there's a leak here and there's a leak here and leak leak here. It's all the same issue. And to some degrees, that's
2: that's true. Right. Uh, But We, (laughs) we, we smile at that all the time because so many other areas kind of hit on the same thing if you have Dave Ramsey talking about finances it's the same theme throughout even though one person's specific situation is a little bit different right and so here we are with a specific situation that touches a lot of people and a lot of but people don't know about it because it's not something that's really talked about and if we could say yeah it's a manifestation so if you've got
0: ill health and it may manifest with you in brain fog or an autoimmune thing or blah, blah, blah or infertility and it seems like my memory maybe i'm making this up but it's a good analogy even if i'm not even if i am Is is that you had some patients who came to you for xyz okay i'm struggling with you know this ailment this ache this pain whatever And you treat them, and then along uh, along the way, oh my gosh! And we conceived, you know, as we're Mm -hmm. improving our health, we conceived, and we were not being able to. That it was almost a a byproduct. So, you know, come,
2: yeah. Well, and uh, we and, and we asked the question. So that is on the list of asking everybody. In the past, was there ever a time of infertility, and which is by definition, I guess we should should define that that if a couple is having regular intercourse, whatever that means, over the course of a year without any contraception, and in a year there's no conception, that's infertility. Yeah. So we would say, well, you should conceive. If there's opportunity for that over the course of a year and there's no conception, that is by definition infertility. And so a lot of women and men would say, well, gosh, yeah, there was that one you know, season we just didn't even really think about it. There was no conception. So they didn't call it infertility, but it just was. Yeah. And so we asked that question of a lot of people because that's that's another clue. Um and at the same time over here on the other side where it wasn't the emphasis, but it certainly happened later on. Mm-hmm. And in fact, of the people that we knew about and infertility was then an issue that that came up and said, "Well, yeah, we have been trying, and it just hasn't happened." That over the course of a year of working with them, it never not happened. Mm-hmm. So, at least to date, and of course, we don't call ourselves an infertility clinic or something like that. It's not the main thing. Uh, but but I do. I would look at all couples then and say, "Gosh, there's a hope." Yeah, uh, uh, and you have to be careful with that word uh, because in the infertility world, you know, hope is just this. thing thing that you thrive on maybe next time maybe next time maybe next time and um so i would i would say like that that there's a that there's a real practical technical reasonable hope
0: well and on the aspect of of technical my gosh yeah we're talking about in every show the complexities of the human body and how ridiculously amazing it is that anything works, <laughs> yeah. as you say, that we can right. poop. You know, I mean, it's it, it's all amazing. And now you take that amazing complexity and multiply it by two, because now it takes the complexities of two people to come right. together right? and for this to happen. And my gosh, your wife works at a pregnancy clinic where this is happening when it's not wanted you know you got these kids over here and it's just happening so quickly and then yeah married couples who are going and they cannot have children we have friends who have spent who've gone through the rigmarole whether it's adopting a kid overseas at immense cost and effort
2: and heartache right. or it is the uh IVF right what is that the common right. term All of the, right the common treatments that that happen yeah at, you know, tens and $20,000. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: then, and then as we talked about last we I think in the last show, you know, the interesting aspect, again, looking at the dynamics of humanity and our bodies of the couple who does adopt specifically, we all heard that story. Right. They adopted and a month later got pregnant. And what is with that? That's a weird, somewhat frequent occurrence and it makes me wonder, and from I'll take from the non doctoral stance of, oh my gosh, were they just stressing about it so much? Were they so wrapped up in the effort? Yeah. Uh, and now that they adopted, now they whew, kind of a
2: deep breath, and it let everything else flow a little <laughs> bit better too? I, I think I, so. Yes. I, I don't know the statistics on that. I don't know. And like you say, it's a, it's a common sort of story that we all hear. But I would say, yes, that. In this realm, that you know, we're in the nuance the the fact that hormones work at all, and I I think Mm -hmm. we've mentioned that before. You know, whether it's a ritual of of eating and then elimination, and the complexity of what's going on there, the ritual of a monthly menstrual cycle, and the fact that you know, women especially are more attuned to this rhythm. And the fact that it works at all we, we just take for granted. Well, and so when we come to that to an infertility,
0: I mean when I am not I am not used to in the culture in traditional medicine of hearing, Oh my gosh, we're having trouble getting pregnant, the diagnosis of why don't you take a month and have no processed foods, you know, lots of veggies and fruits, make sure you're sleeping 8 hours a day, meditate, you know, be at peace, maybe go on a vacation and do nothing and just rest and recuperate, have sex and then see how that goes and you know put your money on a Cancun vacation
2: instead of IVF therapy It'd be an interesting experiment to set up it would <laughs> it would the uh I don't know in the infertility world um I do think there is that there is the acknowledgement of uh and at the the conference that I spoke at a couple of years ago and my topic was nutrition um and I thought that there's there was a really interesting theme. So at the at the start of the talk, um, there was kind of that moment of, you know, hey, let's put our notes up, let me look at these forty people in the eye, couples. And and take a step back and release you from the hope. It if, if you go to an infertility website, I guarantee you you will see two pictures. One picture will be dark and rainy and a tearful couple with no kids. Mm -hmm. And then there will be another picture of a baby at home. Because it's not just pregnancy, it's baby at home. It's carrying. And these women and men couples walk in that stark frustrating and of course most of the days are the bleak ones because you're not pregnant yeah or you've lost another one like and then you know you get to week 10, 11, 12 and it's like ah
0: I was going to say I'm going to go back in the intro and talk about this because just that you're right man just as big and maybe even more devastating than infertility not being able to get pregnant is being able to get pregnant and then having and then you talking about hope dashed right and and I I yeah I, I actually missed that thinking and in coming into this because I personally know more stories of heartache of people who did get pregnant they can get pregnant but
2: they're not carrying they're not carrying yeah and i've had memorable times and it's usually on the phone because it's usually not you know in an appointment or business hours it's oh my gosh it just happened yeah. what do i do or it's happening and the devastation of the fact that you know especially in the first trimester and the second trimester you can't do anything mm. there is not there's not a million dollar procedure that is going to do anything that's going to help you stop a process, and to what, what do you mean, a, like a, a medicinal? A, a, you're Right, right, right. An there. acute. There's, there's nothing. Well, there's before this. 20 there's weeks. Well, through your body and correct. Was well, sure. Process. Absolutely. Yes. In the moment, if yeah. X Y Z has happened, and 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 it's so hard to say that, and on the good side because. A spontaneous, when the body lets go of this baby, it's almost always because it's not going to survive. There's probably a genetic defect. It's not survivable. And and even then, if we go into how many pregnancies don't make it all the way, because most of the time and probably close to 20 to 40 percent of all conceptions don't make it. And the woman just thinks that, you know, she was late a few days, a week, or something like that. And she'll kind of go, huh, and mark it on the calendar and drive on, didn't even know. Oh. So that happens a lot. Uh-huh. And so that also goes into, that's a calculation in the infertility side of things that doesn't even get calculated because you don't know. Now, for the people who are paying attention and they're counting the days and they're like, aha, you know, two lines on the stick and, and we're, we're, we're pregnant. And then a week later, there's a maybe normal cycle. Then it, it sticks in, in the mind of, oh, my yeah. gosh, was that. So, so again, it's just the, the sense of loss, the sense of failure, the sense of I can't do it, especially for a woman who wants to nurture and grow and and hold and all, all of those things is –
0: well, as we're talking about this, I feel like I'm going to go back and, and this is not an infertility. Let's just talk about pregnancy in general, because we do have, we got infertility, cannot get pregnant. We've got uh, getting pregnant and then miscarrying. And then we've also got premature, you know, babies being yeah. born, which I've known, which can be pretty catastrophic as well. Yeah, the baby lived, but man,
2: there's some significant issues because of the premature. Yeah. Just, in fact, talked to somebody this week who is one of those couples that, uh, hey, we we did conceive um and both are working both are professionals both are high stress both are and uh and the baby came a couple of months early so significant early which means automatically you know a month in the nicu and mm-hmm. and all of those things and and we're theorizing now that you know 6 8 week uh months later that you know w- and is there a sense of postpartum depression in this place and hormones going crazy and all that, all of these kind of things. And the answer is, well, yeah, mm-hmm. because not only do you already have a busy lifestyle, but then you, you have NICU issues. You know, we live at 8,000 feet. So oxygen in those babies is always an issue. and yeah. And now you've got a hypersensitized parent and mom mostly that, any snuffle, any whatever, because they've been through the oxygen emergencies, and so, li- literally eight months of can't get out of fight or flight, eight months of emergency. So this is another consequence of, you know, you go through infertility, you finally have, you finally get pregnant, you finally carry it in long enough, and it's like we are not losing. We, mm-hmm. there is so much writing on this, and the level of. You know, like you and I talk where in most, many people talk with, you have multiple kids, ah, the third one comes along, you kind of like, I hope the thing gets fed or whatever. Yep. And so much less of the, that kind of tension. Imagine for on the other side of it where not only do we not have three or four running around, this is the one and it took us this much time and effort yeah. and energy. And, and just, you can't tell your body to just not worry about it. You know, you just, and so it's, the fight or flight mechanism on steroids, on hyper that so many of these couples go through.
0: you know we had uh you know my first son fifteen yes. months later, boom comes out my my first daughter, and uh I don't know what a year or two or so, and we were in a more stressful time of life, stressful finances, stress in our marriage and and whatnot got uh, pregnant, and my wife developed um, preeclampsia on the third one yeah, Eliza. Uh-huh. And she was born premature, had to go in, and they induced. Oh, know that. Yeah, yeah, she was born five pounds. How many weeks early? Six. Oh, Is that? significant. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Six, I, I think. So five pounds, something like that. She might have, you know, they're usually born and then lose a little weight, might have dipped right below four. So, mm. yeah, I've got the picture of her. Yeah. I mean, just, you know, like a. Itty-bitty large size potato (laughs) and uh itty bitty yeah man and talk about stress you know and what what, we we ask what was going on in our lives you know did we do anything
2: uh, well i I didn't know that story and and we could have talked about it because uh just the whole concept of preeclampsia and what medicine do they give you I don't remember. Magnesium. Uh, it's a Uh-oh. nutrient. So is there was there within the, uh and this is conjecture so um in that preeclamptic world the uh, what I don't understand in the OBGYN world is well why don't they use uh therapeutic levels of magnesium? Um and as uh and Terry did my my wife did she did, uh after that. Well, yeah I know this yeah. Is, that's
0: I mean, with, with ensuing pregnancies, that was like on oh, on, oh, I on, see what on you're her saying.
2: mind. Yeah. And, well, and if you go into, and if you're in the emergency, oh my gosh, we're preeclampsia, and things are, you know, blood pressure is going up, and we got we have to deliver this baby. That is the, yeah, the answer. But they'll also give you IV magnesium. I mean, that is the therapy, and so it it just you have to beg the question. Well, am I low in magnesium <laughs> you, all along? You know, I don't want to miss. Yeah, sometimes I forget my own story. I don't want to miss.
0: I want people to hear. So yeah, we had a uh, first baby. Perfect delivery, perfect everything. Five days later, he had a brain hemorrhage and developed uh, seizures and had epilepsy. And he's got a long story there. Uh, Fifteen months later, had my second one. She was, uh, what's it called? She was standing, um, uh, feet first. Uh, Uh, uh Uh, Uh-huh. Breach? Yeah, but it was double footling breach. Oh, so yeah. So she was a full breach. So they were trying to turn her um, turn, couldn't. Okay. And so had to be Caesarean. So it was a, a Caesarean. So she was the term, but Caesarean. Third one is uh, preeclampsia, pre-eclampsia yeah. and she's early. Then we have, gosh, what, five, F- a good, good amount of years. We thought we were done. And then Terry delivers four more kids, all perfectly, and the last three at home. Yeah. So just to hear, for people to hear, hope that man, if something goes wrong. So we had something, th- you know, technically go wrong with the first three kids and then four that, that were, were uh, normal, all if good. you want to use that yeah. word. Yeah. One of them had kind of crossed eyes, but we got that fixed. <laughs> Um, but yeah, but just to, to see that, man, it's, it's not a death. Now there's, there, there is hope, you know, but I, I want to come to this cause we're talking about, again, if we're looking at pregnancy and talking about infertility, can we get pregnant and then talking about, okay, we're pregnant, but can we carry, carry it to full yeah. term? And then, or, or can we carry it, you know, without miscarriage? And then can we carry it to full term without a premature baby? So to begin with though, you've got a couple, you've got a man and a wife, you have a boy and a girl who are trying to come together. And is it as simple as, look, if we're going to test them, let's say somebody's having a hard time. We're, we're yeah. not getting pregnant. Yeah. We test them. So the dude, you know, they test him and yeah, yeah. he can yeah. You know, have sperm and there's, yeah. there's swimmers in there. So do we say,
2: okay, well, that well, should work here. Yeah. Yes. And it's not black and white. Well, I, that's what I'm asking. I, yeah. I, I yeah. So let's go into that because, um, and same with women, the, you know, it's, it's, it's People want an algorithm. They've got their pins ready, and they're like, "All right, he's going to tell us what supplements to take. He's well, going to tell us." I'm, but I'm literally
0: from an ignorant. Do we do that? We test the guy. Yes, okay. we do. It looks like he's got sperm. That here's his semen, and yep. looks like it should be good.
2: We check. No, her we don't say go. that. That's oh, that's I, what we don't say. It's, I don't know. It's a scale. Okay. Like, yeah, he's got swimmers in there, or whatever. But are they strong? Hmm. And are are there enough? Okay. So, and that's so if we start with a male and say how much i think we mentioned this sometime in the past but we are in worldwide lowering testosterone yeah so that that's that's an issue worldwide decreased number of sperm worldwide and i don't know if we I I'm going to assume worse in America and developed nations. So, so, so worldwide, and it's not, you know, do you have swimmers or not or whatever, but how many and how strong and are they directional and do they look intelligent or they look stupid? You know, and of course, so then you get a grayscale response like, you know, you're 20%, 40% close to normal or ideal or something like that. This is a great example of where we can say, well, what is normal? If worldwide everything's going down, then your, your whole standard, your scale just shifts it over we don't have a normal we can't compare to grandpa okay. but we can because we have the data to maybe one or two generations earlier but it normal is by definition what's going on in the average people now so we are in danger of calling infertility normal like that is going to increase sure. to the point where if 50% of couples have to go more than a year then okay infertility is normal now it's it it, it brings up weird doomsday kind of conversations like is the species going to die out and that kind of thing and I would say well yes if we look at trends and you give it enough statistically, time then statistically you, well, we will yeah okay so there's that but right now for people who are in it right now why is this going on so I would highlight from this worldwide kind of thought process the just the the presence of neuroendocrine disruptors So here we go with number one, yeah. So things that we are doing environmentally that are going to disrupt the neurology and the endocrine and the immunology going on in our bodies. So there's response in our bodies to pollution, to toxins, to plastics, to hormones, like we talked about last time, that come to us in the food. And now we have, you know, all of the, the cows and the dairy and the chickens, and now we have frankenfish and, you know, All of these kind of things that somebody says, oh, these are safe, the FDA approved or whatever else. So – let me just take yeah so here's a normal person
0: that again 100 years ago we weren't dealing with today you're standing in your office your home you're going through your day your car whatever and the amount of chemicals pollutions whatever that are affecting us which we talked about i don't know episode whatever which was kind of environment it was in the first 13 episodes environmental issues we've got that then we're bringing literally into the holes in our body you know (laughs) ears nose mouth primarily uh mouth food we're bringing in again these things that we really we really don 't even know the breadth of from processed foods and and yeah especially like what you talked about the the you know what is that chicken in the feed or, or, or cow in the feedlot getting At, to this point i don 't even know man whatever right. the FDA will pass and say it 's not going to kill you this instant right uh, and we 're eating that, so that 's coming in, and that 's the building blocks of. Me as a man, and here's my wife, the building blocks of what we are made up of, our cellular construct, and we're trying to create a human. Holy With smokes.
2: those cells. With that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It. No wonder. No wonder. It, it really, now we're back to, holy cow, I can't believe we conceive it all. Yeah, exactly. And you throw in uh, Wi-Fi and the electrical noise that's going on in the world, so it's not even through the holes in your body where things are coming in now. Yeah. It's... We swim in this stuff, right? So we are in it. And granted, it's not that the FDA is miserable, evil people and that there's a conspiracy going on and and whatever. No, the system is the system, but they can't look at you as a unique Kevin Miller individual or Mr. Smith out there, Mrs. Smith, you're trying to conceive. There's no studies done on their cellular physiology in their environment with their food. Right, and even the FDA, even though they approve... Hot
0: Pockets and Cheetos they didn't say because we approve them you can have them for every meal and exist no you can eat them without dying immediately as a treat very very rarely <laughs> okay but just what you said so we just talked about that cellular construct but then the next thing I thought of that we've talked already is and then we live in this stressful anxiety so imagine taking that cellular build up that we have and then sticking a mixer in it that's constantly <laughs> just <laughs> ripping things up and more noise. we're going to try. We can't, yeah.
2: we can't hardly sleep or go to the bathroom correctly, much less make a human. So, so now let's put the wisdom of the body in there. And I'm going to use an animal model and say if, if, if the bunny rabbit, if mama bunny rabbit, who are famous for you know, making more bunny rabbits, is out eating grass. And along comes the wolf. Mm-hmm. And mama has to run away. And run, 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 run. She is near to death. And she makes it. She gets down the hole, takes a deep breath, and the heart rate settles down, walks over into the den. And what does she and Daddy Bunny Rabbit do? I get it on. <laughs> <laughs> Make more bunny rabbits. What would a human mama Bunny Rabbit do? She would tell Daddy about that wolf. And she would say, You think we're going to do what? And she would be right. Because it would be daddy's response to say, I'm going to go get that wolf. I'm going to fix this situation. And now he's all stressed out too. And whether the wolf is the laundry or the boss or the perceived time pressure, even if you're watching soap operas all day long and whatever else, you can perceive stress. It doesn't matter. The human within his and her mind can and does create a fight or flight response so you we don't even have to be in the response but we are and we call it bills and payment and this and that and the other and a thousand other whatevers okay I, I you gotta I thought you were gonna go into the um the book the
0: uh, oh, why
2: do you why don't it's the same thing yeah why well, don't
0: zebras get ulcers well speak it because that's relevant to the bunny rabbit to why their bunny's able to same do thing
2: that. so the zebra is out there and if you watch a field of zebras you'll see their head pop up and go down it's like you know, pop up, go down. Where's the where's the lion in this case? Well, even even here in our town where we're overrun with mule deer,
0: but they still do that. They're sitting there, and then boom, man, they're looking up. They look up, all they're always,
2: they're tense, aware. Even if it's just you draw, driving by, and that's right. Uh, and and then the lion attacks. All the zebras run, scatter. George gets eaten, and what do the zebras do? They they go back to with, what they re- do. Recovery. Yeah, they, which- they recover. <laughs> And and and, and so, we're chased by a lion. We're going to be wrecked for a year. Yeah, we we relive it. We dream about it. We fear it in the future. Yeah, and and that's that's what separates us from the animals. We can anticipate bad things. Okay, and, and we just we just outlined. There's our next show: stress. We haven't talked about yeah, that. Yeah, we, we talk about it
0: constantly. We haven't talked about it, but and and just to quickly, here's your preface for that. That as Dr. James would say, it's stress. Well, I mean, obviously, if we're creating and, and and living within too much stress, that's not good. But stress, in and of itself, is not bad. It is our response to stress, and so stress in this response, scenario, yeah. the bunny, the uh, zebra, they have an, an incredible stress. This is this is literally life or death. Life or death. And they deal with it, and then boom, they're over it. And yet, us, we run amidst this you know little sea of minor and major stresses, but they we relive them over and over. Okay, so. There's next, a,
2: we, yeah. we got to get into that, but go ahead. So the, the consequence to that hormonally is going to be to turn down the sex response. And I think we looked at our our own labs and we talked yeah. about SHBG, the sex hormone binding globulin, the whole idea that the body is going to bind up the sex hormones to say, you know what? The, again, if we sort of parent that or quote, air quotes, the wisdom of the body, it's not that the body thinks th- through all of this, it's just the physiology is going to say, Let's just not get pregnant. was well, not I mean, a good time. I
0: don't even, know, in layman's terms, bind up the sex hormones.
2: I don't even know what that means. Well, uh, so all hormones travel around the body. Think of it as that on the bus. you got to get on the bus for the hormone to go from here where it gets made to there where it's going to have an effect. Right. So if, imagine your children are out there and then there's a red alert, a terrorist attack. We could send a signal out to all the bus drivers say, don't let the kids off. Oh, okay. They're in danger. So now the that's the protein that binds the hormones and they're out there on the bus and they get bound tighter. They Goodness. don't Okay. They don't let and so I, you might be making testosterone but it doesn't get to the tissues where it needs to do what it wants to do that's great i didn't know that that's that's a really great analogy to say okay so i've got the stuff within
0: me to you know make this happen but yeah if let's go back to the you know the cavemen uh in your in your rabbit scenario or or even or even the rabbit you know the rabbit goes in like you said that chased by the wolf or or whatever goes back in and moments later you know she can calm down and she and, and husband rabbit can get it on but if that Wolf is out there growling and digging in. They won't. So they're, so, so <laughs> they would cower. So they're, they're going to cower. So let's say that, that same thing, their, their, their sex hormones mm-hmm. or whatever are going to bind up and go, no, this is a bad time. Right. This is a bad, no, that's right. brilliant though, Randy. Good. To, I mean, my gosh, for the average person out there to think, are you in your stress causing your body to bind up? Cause it's saying, man, in the state that you're in right now, this is not a good time to procreate. But okay. That's a big so deal. So
2: here, here's maybe a better analogy. So because this will bring it into the human world, instead of the wolf, because you know, humanly, we get it. If there's an intruder banging on my door, we're not going to get it on, right? That's just not going to. And this is where and the word tried. Maybe your body's going to go. Well, we're not going to. Right. That's. I was least. just going to say this is where no. the word turn on comes from. Okay. Because it turns on. It's like I didn't ask it to, or whatever else. It just kind of you know things turn on. Yeah. And women have a different turn-on process than men and all that. Uh, but it, 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 that people would say, yeah, I'm you know, in, on libido side or vaginal dryness or things like that. It's like, ah, oh, it was a great date night, but why didn't it turn on? Okay, go back to the animals, the rabbits, and let's say it's not an immediate fight-or-flight stress. Let's say it's a year of drought. Mm-hmm. So now it's a whole year, and there's just not enough food. Well... In humans, we, we haven't experienced that in hundreds of years. But the animals, and so, you know, if we say it's a, it's a really wet year or something like that, rabbit population would go up. Well, then the fox population goes up, and it kind of, you know, that's the animal kingdom. So <clears throat> if, the, if it's a dry year, then in the rabbits, what will happen is the, and I, okay, I don't really know how rabbits, how they work, but let's say a deer or a dog. The woman, mama dog, won't go into heat. Oh. Precisely for the same reason. The starvation response is a stress response, and mama dog doesn't get turned on. So daddy doesn't smell it and he it's doesn't a get turned smart, on. Smart evolutionary reality. That's the way it's, oh. yeah. And so it's designed that way. Things flow that way. But you bring a human in, then we don't live according to instinct and physiology and that kind of thing. We live in a different higher level. And so we still expect maybe, you know, in a marriage, a human sexual relations to happen. But instead of an acute, there's an intruder at the door, it's the drought of, I don't have a job. I don't have a job. And as a man, I'm thinking, I'm not a man. I can't provide and it doesn't turn on. Hmm. And a woman might be thinking, oh my gosh, I've got too much to do. And I've got I have to work two jobs and uh, whatever else. And even though it's a nice, relaxing Friday night, and you can sleep in in the morning, all this stuff. It just for so long. It's been so the sex hormone binding globulins are getting spun up every day, every day, every day, every day, every day. There's a little signal throughout the system that says, you know what? Let's not let the kids off the bus. Let's keep them on the bus because why would we want to get pregnant when we're totally stressed out all the time? It's it's great. I'm I'm thinking back to your animals in a drought
0: they're not aware and thinking about a drought they're going along so just, seemingly feeling like they're normal and yet their bodies know there's a drought there's not enough is food. not a good right. time to procreate and so their bodies adjust that so even with us whatever mind tricks we're trying to play over if in general xyz is happening and our our mental state and our thoughts and our patterns are, are, are over here our body can know even though our conscious doesn't and know that this is not a good time and it is binding it, it, uh, it, it'll it's hold- turn off it is holding That's that's daunting
2: to think about but okay. it makes perfect sense it it really does now let's go and make this even more complex All right because you say that to somebody and they're like oh it's in my head well it's <laughs> in everything yes good and, and good and bad yeah well right so it's in your body your body now we've been whatever episode where he said this is back to that brain-body connection. Yeah. And there's a conscious level where I can think, okay, I'm going to choose to be grateful. I'm going to choose to have a good attitude. I'm going to choose all this kind of stuff. And and th- there are those kind of things. And at the same time, what have I been choosing to think subconsciously for yesterday and the day before that and the day before that? My brain is likely to stay in that mode. And now we're in. So, yeah, it is in your head. But it's not like a conscious thought. So it is wrong for the doc or whoever, or a husband to go and look at a wife and say, you just need to relax. Or a wife to say to the husband. Yeah, that, always, work, that, always that always works. works. Anytime <laughs> my wife's upset, I just say, honey, just calm down. It always works. <laughs> <laughs> or or vice versa. Like, you know, for a man and on the later years and erectile dysfunction is like, I don't know. Yeah. It is in your head. And for does somebody tell you, well, just relax. It's like. God, yeah that'll just get yeah that it's so the complexity here now we're back to I can't believe it ever works at all yeah that we're going to take two humans and bring their their emotions and their spirits to, together and that's why we would say sex is special it's a special thing i, I, I it, would use sacred it's sacred yeah it's 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 a set apart thing and it can create a whole nother human yeah and the complexity of what goes into this process is so special. And, and and so now let's bring it back to, yes, your your mind and all that, but why, if we look at the guy and we started off talking about uh, the the lab and maybe his sperm, it's not aspermia, like there's some in there, but it's oligospermia would be, it's less, oligo means less. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's not zero movement, but they look a little retarded. They're not really effective. Why? And and he might be saying, you know, I sleep eight hours a night. I'm not stressed out. I love my job. I, you know, why? And so one of the concrete things that we tell people often is to say, well, I'm going to bet you're low in zinc. Zinc is related to this process. And, you know, we test everybody. Uh, that's just on the... and. Uh, whatever episode we did nutrients in where it's like if we just averagely test people in any of the trace minerals then averagely most people are low in something yeah. if low so I, and by that I mean insufficient less than the best levels whatever that might be and some are deficient like yeah you flag red well there's one chink in this gigantically cosmic complex situation and boom you don't have enough zinc
0: why did you pull out okay again and people have heard by now they've heard in us enough time there's not any one cure or <laughs> right. anything for anything
2: but is is zinc a top of the list yeah fertility yeah okay. yeah zinc is related so so and you know we look at that worldwide you know global sperm counts going lower and zinc is in that conversation okay you know and okay. I would say yeah we just we don't eat our vegetables we do, we eat we're back to we eat junk. How do we expect zinc to get in there? And do, you have, do we have zinc in our in our multivitamin? Uh, most multivitamins have very little amount. Oh, so and you're so, not taking so. Uh, oh well, now you're on a different topic. Okay. You know, when would you take it? When would you not? Okay, and, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So so trace minerals. Oh, but I was going to say now here's an interesting feedback loop again to the brain piece because if you're in that stressed out mode then the brain is sending a signal to the gut to say, you know, now is not the time to eat. But what do Americans do? Oh, we eat. We got six more meals coming it's this always day. always time to eat. And so the brain is just getting confused and saying, hey, I said let's not eat. So the, the signals for digestion and absorption and assimilation are going down as we eat more and more food. So we're eating food that doesn't have very much zinc in it. But we're telling our brains, "Hey, we're stressed out, and now we're stress eating and, and spinning that whole process up." But really, if you look at the animal kingdom, when animals get stressed, they don't eat, except for humans. And so, and we don't eat because that's that's a normal, good physiologic stress recovery response. Is to say, "Hey, let's fix the problem." Because the opposite of fight and flight is rest and, very importantly, digest. It, it is. I, I, know, I know that's another. Uh, <laughs> Isn't that right. awesome? It's another. It's just...
0: But, but just, just that aspect of, yeah, here in America, man, I grew up that whatever ailment you have, it's okay. What food should you eat? You got a cold? You should have chicken soup. <laughs> and now, over the past years of being with you, our response today is when we're ever not feeling well, it's don't eat. I mean, that's the first, that's my first go-to now is if I don't, if I, if I feel super stressed, if I'm, if I want to prepare, like if I was a kid, you know, taking a test in school or, or, or whatever, if, or if I'm heck, doing a big interview or whatever, or feeling that sore throat or the X, anything off, don't eat Yeah, is the thing to help. Not what should I eat? Grandma's,
2: you know, for I, 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 whatever. I totally agree. And at the same time, it hurts. It hurts my brain. Oh, right? to not eat. Yeah. Like I'm thinking of. If well, I have to do a, a speech and I've got that nervous kind of thing, man, I'd really like a XYZ, whatever to just kind of, but it, it makes it worse. It, it's better to not. I agree. Yeah. It just, though, as though, Americans, though, it hurts. Though
0: you, I would, but I will pull you out on the, on the, the fasting, not eating thing that you, like you talk about, you have been doing this, you've been pretty consistently fasting for how long? A couple of years now or not even that long? Not even that long, about a year. And and building a a relationship with it is my point. Building a relationship, which then it takes away that
2: feeling of uh, that negative feeling, the negative negative feeling of temptation. Yes, and I would say part of my relationship with it, like we talked about, you know, you and I both did a long one here this month, and the week after a long fast, it's like, man, you would think I would be really good at separating my my emotional connection to food, but after that long fast, it was like, gosh, I find myself thinking even more. About food for what I'm more reason.
0: grateful that I get to eat. I,
2: yes. It's, <laughs> and I, it makes me look forward to yeah. the next meal, maybe a little more, Yeah, which makes that sort of yeah. spot lunch, if I forget my food or whatever else, it makes it more grumpy, <laughs> angry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Well, I deviated.
2: I just yeah. wanted to hit that though, but...
0: I, and, and I don't, I don't want to get us off track of, of wherever you were going with. I mean, because we're talking again, we're talking about pregnancy, we're talking about uh, infertility. I do want to get
2: into past that. Say, okay, let's say you did finally conceive. Is that fair? Well, hang on. Leave. What if okay. we? Because we, we got to talk about the labs on on the women's side too. So men, uh, if they say, "Gosh, I think up my, my," you know, if, if if they get a gray score, they're not really good on their sperm or whatever. I would say, okay, stress is a biggie. Um, Nutrients in general is a biggie. Zinc maybe is, is a specific one, but is there an algorithm how we would treat oligospermia? The answer is no. We would say, you know, the, the normal doctor, they don't even say anything, but they would say, well, eat right next an exercise, and don't drink, don't smoke, and okay, maybe some zinc. And I would say, okay, we'll go listen to our first 13 shows. Do all that. Mm-hmm. If you want to make a baby... Don't take that for granted. You have no idea of the complexity. Mm-hmm. Okay, what about the women? They're even more complex.
0: Well, because to say that like you mentioned our first 13 shows that go through, uh, you know, the pillars of. Oh, the first two are kind of overview, introductory, and then yeah, to, to 13 to because which one of those? Because now you've got me thinking about this binding thing. Which one of those? Any one of those areas, I should say, any one of those areas that I could be off could be causing my body to go uh-uh,
2: not a good time. Sure. Mm-hmm. And that's the way it should be. Well, I, I didn't get it. I didn't know that now. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, because uh, uh, think of a check. You know, we've got a, one of our best buds is a, is a pilot. Yeah, And oh, they, do yeah. A, they do a check. And, or, or, or now in the, in the operating room, like where you have high, like it's a no-fail, no-fault yeah, no yeah. business. Yeah, And in the operating room, you know, there's famous stories about they cut the wrong leg off. Well, left. that would be like an airline saying, I, "We're we're in Paris." I, I thought we were going to Sorry. Beijing. I mean, we, how do, <laughs> we landed in the ocean. I missed the it, runway. You Can't do that. It's no fault. So, what do they do? They do checks. Yeah. And so the pilot, he's memorized it, but he still has to say flaps check, whatever they do. Can you imagine the complexity of your body? And you wake up in the morning, and you're going to put Cheerios to get to work. You're going to drive a car. Fueled by Cheerios. I mean, come on. I, I, looked at, I looked at the donuts this morning as I
0: went through that got coffee. I looked at them. I felt guilty for looking at them. You man, would have landed in the ocean. It would taste and, great, but then,
2: yeah. I mean, and now people are saying, oh, come on. Like, you guys are being all extreme. I mean, you like you and you're one of the, the good ones, smart ones. You're like, I didn't even know all this binding stuff was happening in whatever else. Uh, uh-uh. You don't know what you don't know. And, the- well, and I,
0: But I got to pull out. We're, you're one of the weird, you know, yes, we are. T- this is this is to be healthy. Well, is extreme. And so if I had a I was looking as I was writing uh, book writing yesterday and I was making an analogy of a rich guy who I know who could easily go in and buy a fully loaded, uh, Ferrari it was like a t eight something like this four hundred thousand dollar you know car at the Ferrari dealership and to think about what if he did that the next day would he even remotely consider going out ah, you know the fuel 's low, I ah, just dump some mountain dew in there or or, or whatever no i mean he 's going to put the best
2: Right, or Possible. even the 85 octane thing. You spend four hundred thousand dollars on a car. You're going to spend three more cents a gallon to get the whatever the other and, stuff. And if is. he doesn't,
0: he's going to that, that car is going to feel it and, and affect it. Well, and then, we're back to do you want to? I I would like to. I want to function as like a Ferrari. I want to be able to to do three hundred miles an hour and blah 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 blah. As opposed to my suburban, where yeah, you can put a cum quad in the gas, <laughs> it'll go along at five miles an hour. Don't
2: expect much of it. Yeah, it, all right. It, so, the, so there we are with that That complexity, and we were going over to the women's side and saying there's even more complexity. And you and I, we would honor our women to say it sort of that way, the, the women in our lives to say there is a specialness here. The hormone dance is more visible. Clearly, it's more visible. It's more uh, sensitive. It responds to the situation a little bit more because if you think about, you know, if, uh, if there, <laughs> this fits our American stereotypes, the guy is kind of blunt. Let's just say obtuse. Let's just say he's not so smart. So he doesn't really know there's a famine. <laughs> we, we, we just say, uh, I'm I, we're utilitarian. We're utilitarian. So, Women are art. Guys are just utilitarian. Well, Because they are, they're going to nest this baby within them. Well, I was going to say, because once uh, we pass infertility,
0: then we are on Now you're going to carry. We, and then we're on the woman. And talk about, I, I can't uh, imagine the weight of that. The responsibility so if, of that—that yeah, that if anything goes wrong now, if I miscarry, if I'm premature, what did I? What did as I do? The and woman we have to be do? very careful there because, well, my, I grew—I I, my wife. I mean, she did that with preeclampsia.
2: She's wondering, what did I do wrong? You know, what did I? What? What could? I mean, how can you not? And how, how can you? Not? So I, again, it's not that that it's not that stress question. It's the response, right? Because if and you didn't, but if you had said, yeah, what did you do wrong? If you had even. Then it would have been the next baby would have been that much worse off, right? Because her her internal response mechanism would have been so noisy, stressed, whatever, and and so that we probably have, was one of her primary stresses it probably was, was was taking care of herself, feeling responsible for yeah. I am growing this baby. It, it's all women that think that way. It will and go on the other side. What if they don't want to be pregnant? Oh. Think of the. You know, what implication does that have on the baby within the womb? You know, and and that's, gosh, talk about a yucky subject. But, you you know, again, your wife works at a
0: crisis pregnancy center, and she deals with this. As we talk about the body's propensity to bind, you know, in a bad time, you think about, my gosh, what about the girl who was raped and got pregnant? Well, obviously, there's exceptions to that. So her body didn't bind, even though that was a horrific incident and stuff.
2: Always exceptions. We're going with the averages here. Okay. sure and and that's where we also have to be for people hearing this or they know people so so gentle I mean it has to be yeah. bathed in you know you have to know the person and 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 their 'cause there is no single answer it's so complex, so we're back to testing and on on well what is their f s h and l h and and the E, the P, the T, the estrogen, progesterone, the testosterone. As we're, as we're looking at the hormone dance within a woman and her cycle and those kinds of things, yes, all of that pertains, you know. And 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 we said very clearly, I think, on the last show that if we go over to high school, ninety percent of women are going to have a complaint of acne or breast tenderness or my cycle's late. It's early. It's heavy. It's hard. And I'm like, how do people get pregnant ever? Yeah. How, how does this even work so so yes probably now in the past we've kind of blamed the women more because they are more sensitive but now it's probably you know the obtuseness of the guy and his his zinc is low and his sperm just don't work you know it's a little bit more simplified and over here on the women it's well this month your your estrogen was a little off but then the next month it's progesterone and the next month it's this one and the next month it's that one and And how do you figure that out? And I would say there, it's very, very difficult. We have whole subspecialties in medicine that only do this. So there isn't a specific algorithm. But for people that come in to us, usually not specifically for infertility, but for a host of other kind of whatevers, as we're recreating and rebuilding the foundation, well, then the body just works. And pregnancy is a normal part of that, even though we take it for granted. And then son of a gun, there it is. And now we have to carry it. So now you're back to the carrying of it. And and like on the guy side, we say, okay, famously zinc and smoking and um, uh, some things like that. On On the female side, I would say predominantly in our society today that it's estrogen dominance, progesterone insufficiency, and so why is that? Well, so our lifestyle for uh, if you are sort of go, 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 or stress, 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 or busy, 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 or whatever else, and your food tends to be high carb, low value, and your exercise tends to not be there, there's a little bit too much adipose tissue, all of this fuels estrogen development. hmm And reduces progesterone development. So then there's an imbalance there. And so that'll bang on, that'll uh, pound on the sensitivity of ovulation. And when that happens, and it's a little days late or whatever. So, you know, famously when on the infertility shows, you see women say, okay, it's 12 o'clock on the 15th day. Okay, we have to have sex right now. Yeah. So that's what they're aiming at is, you know, when are we ovulating and how do we get things together which is
0: relevant but again you've got me just on this whole binding thing (laughs) that you've got me thinking about creating them i just wrote that down creating the perfect moment and so okay so okay dr james so we're going to eat perfectly for the next 30 days we are going to sleep well we are going to uh keep track of her her cycle when she's Mm -hmm. ovulating and we're going to i'll never forget i had some friends one time and they said yeah we waited for that day and we had sex like 20 times in 24, I was thinking, man, that's this is like a Viagra donor to be able to do that. That's amazing. Um, but but trying to set up this this moment and yet if either one of them, has a sense of foreboding in their life in any way, but especially towards this baby of the guy or or either of them wondering, can we provide for this or, or maybe a a damaged perspective from the past of fear of being a parent and being responsible. This again, I was just, I just had the, the, that term foreboding is there that the body is thinking drought, and this is not a good time. And so, uh, you know, there's this saboteur over here that that is in the head, but that's not, not a bad thing. I mean, it's all, everything's in our head, but just, it's such, it's such a big thing to look at and go, where could it be? And we're back to everything. And like, as you said a minute ago, it's all, you know, all our initial 13 shows of addressing every area and auditing that and going, where could the culprit be? Again, granted, with grace, as you keep saying, yeah. that you could be doing all those things well, and there's still something broken. My God, I mean, yeah. there's going to be somebody out there who does everything right, it, and from yeah. genetics and whatever, where that, that finite, now we want to blame everything on genetics, and we're going to say, no, don't hardly blame anything, but there could possibly yes. be something there that is broken in you, and you have wrecked sperm, or you right. have
2: wrecked eggs. So now, now we can apply the lens to everything. And, you know, in my family... I look at my son, and it's not that we're worried about his testosterone, but he has a body that's mad at his hair follicles. And so his hair falls out, and we call it autoimmune alopecia. Well, what could it be? His zinc, or his this, I, which, his that? I, I,
0: which we, we don't talk about our, ourselves all the time. I mean, yeah, you, so as we I'm, talk about all this, you I'm have in a, the fight. How, how old is he, 10, He's 9, nine uh
2: uh-huh.
0: 9 years old, and... Uh, has some severe allergies, like uh, with peanuts, like a literal anaphylactic, you know, candy, whatever. And right now, for the past year, mm-hmm. has no
2: hair. Mm-hmm. He's growing back a little bit, maybe. He, he was for a while. We were trying some different kinds of things, and then he got a little fuzz, and now it's gone. So, Doctor James, the
0: functional medicine expert here, has a kid who is bald, looks yep. like a cancer patient at age nine
2: because of a. A brokenness. A brokenness. It's somewhere upstream in his thing. And, you know, in alopecia, if you go and you research that one, it's like, yeah. Like we've said on, on shows in the past, for so many chronic issues, no known cause, no known cure. But it's conjectured to be autoimmune, <clears throat> most of it. Could be uh, genetic, and it just is. It, it, but, and here you are trying everything. I well, mean, yes. I mean, yes, and, you know, uh, my main my main frustration is he's a picky kid uh, and it's it's like every day and and uh, no kidding this this week I look him in the eye and I'm like okay you understand that that well last night there was a piece of cauliflower on a plate and I said you understand I know intellectually you understand it's good for you and over here is you know you want to have another you know pasta e kind of thing carb and that that's not bad for you don't we don't call it bad food but this one's better Uh. than this one and he's like i know do i have to eat that cauliflower (laughs) yes you do and he chokes it down with a swig of in this case kombucha because it's sweet right and he he does that gulp gag and i'm like oh come on stop it but every day every day we do this and he's nice so He's kind of okay. He's sort of slap, happy, go lucky, and whatever else. But I'm like, ah, when middle school happens?
0: But the, but, but again, the, the normal American kid's diet, his is significantly better yeah. overall. I mean, yeah. he's not having processed food and high yeah. sugar and yeah. all this stuff. He gets his yeah. sleep. Okay, you guys yes. don't have a high stress. And yet, Here it still, is. Yeah. he has In this him. issue. So even as we talk about this, and yeah, to the couple who's out there going, oh my gosh, this is so complex. And you may do everything right and still not be able to get pregnant just like you still cannot get hair to grow on your nine-year-old kids. Right. So th- th- just grace and compassion. Grace and, and we, compassion. We, and that's we, where we, we say, it.
2: look, everybody gets old, everybody gets wrinkles, we all die. The system cannot sustain itself. Like your Ferrari car isn't going to drive 400 miles an hour forever. Right. It will slow down. There is a naturalness to this. and And that's what makes this human life so awesome is because it's such an adventure down each of these eras And right now we want to be, you know, awesome 50 year olds. And what does that mean? And I would really like for my nine year old to grow some hair. And then he looks back in the past and says, yeah, that was a thing. And women and men are out there saying, yeah, we really would like to have a child. We would like to conceive and do all this kind of stuff. And there's no guarantee to any couple, but there are things that you can do. And so we're in the fight over here with hair and they're going to be in the fight with infertility and, The women and you know measuring estrogen, progesterone, testosterone. That's why I'd say, yeah. Uh, My experience of people working down the IVF infertility, you know, they don't talk the way I talk. They don't. They don't do it that way. So we go in and measure those things because we're also talking with women or people come in because they are having headaches and they are having acne and they are having dysmenorrhea and and pelvic pain and whatever else. And oh yeah, infertility. So when we're addressing these things, often. It happens. So okay. So I so I do
0: okay, so I, I do want to ask so then you get pregnant. So it finally does happen. That now we're on, you know, the woman and looking at it can she carry it to term? Can she not miscarriage early and it's just death? Can she not have premature and of course we would say all these things Matter, but I, I mean, I don't know the dynamics of that. Why does a body reject? It's now gotten pregnant. Yeah, why would okay, it reject? Okay,
2: so let's say at the top that what we already said before. Almost, we don't know, but twenty to forty percent of all pregnancies are going to wind up in rejection. Uh-huh. That it's just unsurvivable. So I think that's a breath of fresh air to women who are saying, "Oh my gosh, I can't carry that." That they're like, oh that's a very very natural process of the body saying nope these genes didn't come together right we need to you know this one's not going to survive so okay Mm -hmm. but what about over here where you've got multiple pregnancies that don't carry now we're thinking there's an issue and the two common areas I would say progesterone deficiency insufficiency so in the IV or in the infertility world a lot of times you know you get pregnant we'll just say all right take progesterone and Hold on,
0: I'm stuck on that because you just normalized miscarriage
2: to some degree. I did. Uh, well, you said I, I changed. the definition the definition. Well,
0: of it. but you said that it, it is common. But I'm I'm back over here. You know, going back to the animals, that how often it, it, are the mule deer here? Yeah. Are they know. are they miscarrying or having a premature? I mean, we, we it seems like that's never heard of. Of course, I'm not in the wild monitoring that, but the animals have premature. I'd
2: venture to say not much. Not and so much, and if they do, they die right away, right? Like, they can't keep up, they can't walk, they can't whatever. Yeah. So so this is still a, a, a weird... Uh, no, no. I, I, so that's where I'd say we've got, uh, um, and I forgot the medical way to say, you've got pathologic miscarriage or, or multiple miscarriages or yeah. inability to carry or something like that over here, and then you've got normal miscarriage. And... Uh, you know, we would say spontaneous abortion. That, that is, elective abortion is over here a choice, and, but spontaneous abortion happens 40% of the time. And it, it is. It's this body saying, man, we can't handle this. This is not going to be good. And to save the host, It's, we're no, going it's probably to, the baby itself is, uh, it's, this is a part, cellular death is a part of life. The opposite of a cell that doesn't know how to die when it should die is called cancer. stays alive forever well similar kind of a thing here if the mechanism if the physiology knows we are not survivable so apoptosis or apoptosis is the cellular physiology every cell is built with self-destruct button if that self-destruct button gets broken that's called cancer okay so similar in this kind of situation you've got the cells know we're not we're not viable and we're going to go. Okay. So it's not mom rejecting or not. it's not mom saying, hey, uh, this one doesn't look quite right or whatever else. It's, it's it's more the cells itself are saying we're not viable. So there is that, and I think it's a breath of fresh air to some women who say, gosh, I had multiple mm-hmm. miscarriages. Well, maybe it's just a whole bunch of bad luck. In I mean, but we're
0: still talking about, you know, ultimately this. there's something wrong. There's some, uh, there's an ill, uh, health
2: physical mental whatever that's well no that's actually it's working correctly okay because the self-destruct button is working correctly that's what i'm saying Is okay. don't okay that's a that's normal your uh s- dead skin cells falling uh, off it's the,
0: normal but th- then, then back to what you're saying but if it's happening boom boom, boom, right, boom, 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 boom then right then there's a sense okay, so okay. we're on
2: the gray scale you okay. can't black and white it but so if it's happening all the time, then I would say, well, number one in my mind is you don't have enough progesterone. Number two in my mind is there's a thyroid wrongness, offness, inability, you know, grayscale. Your, your thyroid's kind of off. Your progesterone's kind of off. Your estrogen's too high. And it won't carry the pregnancy all the way out. And so that's where we work with these people. And, of course, I'm not in the, you know, not delivering babies anymore. So I don't watch them all the way through. They have their own.
0: Well, can we go to the mental side there? Just in your list there too, that if, again, if you've got somebody who has a man, there's something, a stress, an issue, something along the body could be responding to that going, okay, it's drought, whatever we need. Yeah. To, we need to stop this because we're not gonna be able to handle it. Whatever.
2: I mean, just to bring well, it up. And that, yeah, you can bring that up, but I'd bring it up less. So because we have a dramatic amount of babies born during warfare after rape, after you know all yeah. kinds, so yeah. it's just there's not any sense of regularity to the super duper. I want to be pregnant. Sense of whatever that is, and the, oh my gosh, I don't want to be pregnant. How did this happen? And all of that, and yet you know the pregnancy keeps going yeah. on. So, yeah, yeah. I, 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 in fact, I would say I think it's, um, I think it's counterproductive to even discuss that to the woman who's like, all right, now I'm at eight weeks. All right, I'm trying really hard. I'm like, stop that. Just this is where we talked in the past before the, the concept of benevolent detachment. That's what I meant by once you're pregnant, doesn't matter what you ugh, see. Now I'm going to counter counter contradict myself. Of course, you have to eat right and exercise and all this kind of stuff, and don't go run marathons. And but you know you can have the most benevolent, flavorful thoughts to this this growth in you, and it might not happen. Yeah. Still, I was just say
0: my wife's you know efforts mainly came after oh my gosh, we're pregnant again. You know, we didn't do a whole lot of great planning and apparently we're not up to speed on how to do birth control real well. So she would get pregnant and then go, oh my gosh, okay, I'm not gonna, you know, no more alcohol and I'm gonna do this and do this and, and, and start, how can I bolster myself to be the best fertile ground for this child to grow well, grow to
2: term and... Yeah, you know. and and we would say you you go to normal. You know, you go to... Less noise and more, you know, right? Less toxins like alcohol and more good food, and we mm-hmm. should all be doing that anyway. And yeah. and uh, yeah. it. It's, so again, I, we just sort of stand in awe at the fact that the the way that it works, it's such it's such a fine tuned system, and there's there is a wisdom within the physiology. And at the same time, your brain has such an impact on that, yeah. your lifestyle, your choices. So it gives you responsibility. And at the same time, it takes it away like, oh, my gosh, this is not your fault. You, you didn't do anything to cause this. And the dance, the balance yeah. of, of I, this. I, I, I almost
0: want to – I mean, is it fair to, to wrap up in, in a way to say – Back to your analogy of during a wet season, there are the animals are having more birth they, they instinctively know or they unconsciously that this is a fertile time, this is a good time to have it when there's drought, their bodies automatically know to bind up. this is not the best time that we live in a culture for everybody to understand. We live in a culture that for all of us. I mean, my gosh, look at the news, you know, uh, just check the headlines. It is a more drought oriented perspective of life that we live in. And so it makes sense that our bodies are going to uh, bind, hold on, on, tighten up and not be open to this beautiful thing that we call uh, conception. And that's what we all have to deal with. And much more. Yeah. Again, as you said, go back and listen to the first
2: 13 episodes. And address all the areas I, in your life is your best shot. I as we wrap up though, you, you wrapped it up on the negative. And I'd say turn the page okay. and oh my gosh, the beauty that we live in, the the fruitfulness, the mm-hmm. the economic stability, even in these times, like we are not worried about our next meal. We are not worried about the safety of our kids. We are not worried True. about the things that have been a normal worry for thousands of years are not to worry, I can let, even though politically and all this stuff we're in a time of drought, I can let that go. I can choose yeah. to live within a rhythm. Yeah, don't look at the news. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in fact, one of, I can't say names or whatever, but she was classic, and you know what helped her? Got off Facebook, got pregnant. Wow. No kidding, that was, that was her story.
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's the okay, headline for this
2: show. Wrap up get off one. Facebook, <laughs> you'll get pregnant. Hope there that was can. helpful.
1: Okay, friends, again, uh, just such an important show to pass on to anyone who is intending to have children now or in the future. And whether you pass on the episode itself or just some of the key info, I thank you for tuning into this self-helpful podcast. That's the best thing you can do is keep the discussion going, share the information that you hear in the episodes, grapple with it, talk about it, discuss it. I sincerely hope I've helped you help yourself so that you can help others.